Grace and peace, Church of Jesus. Unfortunately, we had technical problems, and today we won't have the video of this preaching, but only the audio. Amen? But I'm sure that you will be very blessed today. Amen? We are in our series of messages, uh, and today I will share the fifth and the last message of this series. The series, Greater Things. If you missed any of this message, please go to our YouTube channel and watch it. Because you will be very blessed. And this series is based on this tre tremendous statement by Jesus. In John 14, verse 12, that says, I tell you the truth. Whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than this, because I am going to the Father. Hallelujah. And today's word is... What do you have? And this is a question. What do you have? What do you have in your life? What gifts do you have? What do you have? And today, we will be talking about Elisha's great miracle from 2 Kings chapter 4. Here, Elisha is no longer a follower of Jesus. He He has become a great prophet in Israel, and everyone knows of him. But something terrible happens to one of his colleagues, who was also a prophet. Elisha has created a school of prophets, if you don't know, because... Uh, In the beginning, he was just Elijah's follower. But then he became a great prophet. And he created a school of prophets. And he invited many men to abandon their clothes and follow Elisha's leadership. One of the prophets who worked with Elisha passed away. And now we are going to read these verses in 2 Kings chapter 4 from 1 to 7. And our message will be based on these verses. If you have your Bible, you can open up and I'm going to read to you. The wife of Ammon from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha. Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he, my husband, honored the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, listen what he said to her. How can I help you? Tell me. Look what he asked her. What? Do you have in your house? And she answered, 
your servant has nothing there at all, except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars. And as it is filled, put it to one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, Bring me another. But he replied, There is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told to the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on what is left. Wow! That's a wonderful passage. And we have many things to learn from this passage today. And may God speak to your heart through this passage. We see here a woman, a woman of God, who was married to a man of God. When this man dies, he leaves behind a great debt. And his creditor was about to come and take his two children away as slaves. Elisha listened to the woman and asked her, How can I help you? What do you have at home? Look, she comes to him. She's in great trouble. And, and, she, and she, she comes to him and say, I am in trouble. And, he's, and he asked her, What do you have at home? His answer might not have been very comforting. All he asked her was, what do you have at home? <laughs> Beloved brothers, God was asking her, what are you willing to do for my help? <laughs> this is what God was asking her. Because God Always ask us something, and we need to do something before the miracle happens in our life. God wants to work through us. But when we live a passive lives, we will never experience greater things. Beloved brothers and sisters, please pay attention. Greater things don't happen for those who sit on the pew or on the chair and do nothing. Greater things don't happen for those who don't know how to receive guidance for their lives. The prophet asks, what can you give me from your house so that you can experience greater things? 
And she answered, your servant has nothing there at all. She said, except a small jar of oil. Beloved brothers and sisters, God wants to change your life and to bless you. Did you know that? God wants you to live greater things. I didn't hear one strong amen. I hope that you hear a strong amen from you. God wants you to live greater things. There are miracles waiting for you. There is a better and more exciting life waiting for you. But miracles do not happen automatically. Miracles are triggered. Yes. Always in the Bible, when happens some miracle, someone connected to Jesus or to God. Like that blind man, he starts shouting and say and said, Jesus, King Jesus, have mercy on me. And the people says, shut up. But he kept shouting louder and says, Jesus, have mercy on me. And then what happened? One miracle happened in his life. A better life does not happen automatically. You have to move. Miracles are triggered. Bigger things need to be activated in your life. Pay attention to what I'm going to say to you. The intervention of God does not happen by chance. Miracles are reactions based on our position before God. What that widow experienced, you and I can also experience. God has all the power. He wants to bless us, but you have to move. Can you say amen? What do we learn from the story of this widow? The first point I want to talk to you. She did not hide herself to grieve and cry. She went out to seek God's help. Yes. How many people who at the time of troubles will look for help from their relatives? They go to the bank to ask for help. They go to the government. And also, they Post about their problems on the internet, on Facebook, Instagram, for everyone to see and to feel sorry for them. But they do not seek help from God. The first person that woman reached was for help was God. She reached out for help was God. She went after Elisha and said he is a man of God and she sought his help. She goes after Elisha and says, I am in a desperate situation. And Elisha questioned her, is 
what do you have in your house? <laughs> that woman came searching for help, waiting to get help, but he asked, what does he have at home? She replies, your servant has nothing. Nothing. Just a small bowl of olive oil. At first, she thinks that she has nothing. But then she remembers she had a bit of olive oil. And Elisha says to her, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. You have to understand, my brothers and sisters, that in this series that I am in the fifth message today, I am talking about powerful godly principles. And these principles work. And if you want to live greater things in God, you have to burn your clothes, as I taught in the first message. You have to abandon your past. You have to give up your desires. Abandon your sins. You have to humiliate yourself and ask for forgiveness. Mm, I know many people don't like to do that. I know. But I, I need to say to you, if you want to receive a better life and to experience a greater things from God, you have to present God with all you have. And you have to walk under guidance, advice, and obedience. Because that woman, my beloved brothers and sisters, obeyed the prophet. She, asks, she asked her neighbors for empty jars and began to do what he said for her to do. And she began to pour the little oil that she had into the jars until they were full. When there was no more room for oil, then the miracle ended. And the prophet says to her, Now, go sell the oil and pay your debts. And you and your sons can live on what is left. Hallelujah. Beloved brothers, God did something supernatural, which, which the widow could never have done by herself. God not only supplied her needs, but also God gave her more than she had asked for. Because she came and said, I have a great debt, and my sons will be taken as a slave. This is what she asked for. But, but what she received was much more. Because, it, because she received, she paid her, her debt, but also he told, you and your sons can live on the, what is left. Wow. God Give more than we ask. But we need to walk in obedience. 
to go to God, to ask for guidance, to receive the guidance of our leaders. And this is a very important point. And I have a question. How did the miracle begin? How did the miracle begin? Maybe another question. How will you start your greatest life? Because we are teaching about these greater things that God has prepared for all of us. How you, you experience the supernatural? What can you do to have a fruitful ministry? How can you fulfill your calling? Please listen to me, all of us, everyone that are listening to me right now. All of us, you have one calling to fulfill. And how can you fulfill your calling? The first thing to take from this story is she looked for help and advice from the right person, Elisha. Because she recognized that he was a man of God. Amen? The second point that we can learn. The miracle began with something she thought deemed to be nothing. Something insignificant. All that God needs to perform a miracle is what you have in your hands. Did you know? I'm going to repeat it again. All that God needs to perform a miracle is what you have in your hands. Miracles happen with our renounce and surrender. When you surrender and you raise your hands and say, God, here I am. I renounce my life to serve you. I, I surrender myself. And she said, I have nothing. <laughs> because she thought that it was something insignificant. She could not see that she had the solution sitting in her own house. Most of us are suffering. We think we have nothing. Elisha was not worried about all the things that she didn't have. But he cared for what she did have, even if it was very little. What do you have? Listen what I'm talking to you right now. What you have is what God used to bless every area of your life. Your family, your professional life, your ministry. And the little the widow had was the starting point of the miracle. And pay attention. What do you have in your hands? God will use. Many people exclude themselves because they believe they don't have enough for God to work a miracle. Many people also do not grow in their ministry because they say, I have nothing that God can use. I cannot do anything. I have nothing. 
We are always thinking about what we do not have and say, I can't. I'm not read yet. I don't know. I don't have a diploma. Or I can't. That woman was with her debtors at her door. She had a big debt to pay. She could lose her children. She was grieving her husband's death. She was at her worst moment. Yet, she had something that God could use. Amen. And also, we all have something that God can use. What we have can be the starting point for what God wants to do in my life and your life. Can you say amen? What we have can be the start pointing for what God wants to do in our lives. The story we read is a story that reveals God, my beloved brothers. I love this story because God is a specialist in using the little you have to perform great things. Can you say amen? Yes, if you are faithful in the small things, the small will multiply on your life. No matter how much you earn, be faithful in your tithes and in your offerings. And you will see what God will do in your financial life. And every area of your life, be faithful to God and use what you have. God has given you talents. God has given you gifts. Use what God has given you, please. Because the enemy wants to destroy you. And often he is speaking to your heart. You can't. Yes. You have nothing. You are only human. Don't give the little you have to God's kingdom. Do not offer yourself to God. Do not contribute. Do not serve in the church. Or you have no gifts. Many Christians think, if I had some, then I would give. If I could do it, then I would. If I had more money, I would give tithes and offerings. If I had studied more, then I would teach others. Stop with this mindset, please. Because this evil mentality is holding many Christians into a small life. A life without faith. But God is calling us to live bigger and better things. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. God has called us to live one extraordinary life. And you are stagnant because you do not use what you have. Because the prophet asked her, what do you have? And I ask the same question to you, to you. What do you have? Because what we have is enough. 
what we have in Shalom Christian Fellowship is enough for the miracle. But some people, they want to go to look in other places, other pastors, other ministries on the internet. And, and they want to, to have what they are, they are looking for, for another things and not in our, in our own house. We are always listening to the word of God. We listen, but we never put into practice what we are receiving. You are expecting a magic. And unfortunately, you, you never experience greater things. Why? Because God will produce the miracle by using something that already have in our own home, in our church, in your church. And you need to give value to your leaders, your pastor, and your church that you are serving. Can you say amen? We have to position ourselves in order to receive the miracle of God. I want to remember you about another miracle that Jesus performed. Do you remember the miracle with the breads and the fish? Do you remember? In Mark 6, verse 37, 38. I want to read it for you. Mark 6, 37, 38. Look what Jesus said to them. But Jesus answered to the disciples. You give them something to eat. Look, <laughs> they said... That would take more than half of year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it then to it? <laughs> and he asked, how many loaves do you have? The same question. What do you have? And Jesus asked, how many loaves do you have? He asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said, five and two fish. Beloved brothers, Jesus called his disciples and says, feed the people. Can you imagine? Thousands of people. And Jesus goes to them and says, feed the people. What did they answer? <laughs> The same that woman said, we have nothing. We have nothing. And Jesus asks, what do you have? And they said, we almost nothing. Only five small bread and two fish. Jesus says, that's plenty. It's an, just enough for me to multiply it. Beloved brothers, and the, the question is the same to you and to me. What do we have? Someone had to give the little he had to activate the miracle. I'm going to repeat again. Sometimes for the miracle to happen, you have to give the little things that you have. Someone had to give his lunch 
that the bread and the fish he had for lunch and to activate the miracle. When he gives what was not enough to Jesus, he received back more than enough. I have one testimony I want to share with you. Years ago, I was living in Brazil, in Uberlândia. And myself and Fabiana, we were married. I think we were married for two years. And we were saving some money to buy a car, because we never had one car. And we were saving, and we had 10% of the money to buy a car. And I think it was 1992, 30 years ago. Our church back in Brazil was challenging everyone to give one special offering to build the, the new building. When I listened to that challenge, I said to myself, <laughs> like that woman, I have nothing to give. I do not have anything at all. Why? Because my salary in that time was little. My salary was to pay to give my tithes and normal tithes and offerings, to pay my renting, my bills, and, and on. And, I, and then when I received that challenge, I said, I have nothing to give. And then I spoke to Fabiana. And, uh, and she said to me, honey, we have that money that we are saving to buy our car. I said, yes, 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 I, we have. <laughs> and that money was not in the bank, it was at home. <laughs> and then uh, we talked together, and then we gave our cash that we were saving to buy our first car. But we gave as one offering the all the money that we had. And we were happy. I said, okay, then God will provide again. After one month, I remember today, my boss, I was working in a factory, and my boss came to me and said, Marshall, he came to me and said these words, Marshall, you need to buy a car because you live far away from your job, and you you take a long time to come to work by bus. And that time I had to take two buses to, to go to my job and more two buses to go back home. And I, I told him, I remember, yes, I need to buy. But uh, I think I'm going to buy later, not now, because I have no money. And he said to me, Marshall, find out a car that you really like and I will give you the money for you to pay for it. Then I said, what? I said, yes, find a car. Then I found a car, a nice car, and I, ca I came to him and I said, oh, I found a car, but it's expensive. He said, how much is it? I told him the value, and he got his checkbook, filled, and gave me the money and said, this is a gift, a, a present for you. <laughs> Beloved brothers, I had just 10%. I gave my little, and then God gave me a new car. 
What did God put in your hands? This is my question. What do you have in your hands? What do you know how to do? In order for you to live bigger, greater things, you have to use the little that you have. Please stop complaining about your limitations and use what you have. Use the gifts that you have. And start small. Start, start humble. Some people, they want to start doing great things, but pay attention. Great things start small, with small steps. Then, don't try to start doing greater things, but offer yourself to do small things in the church, in the kingdom of God. Start small. Start humble. Offer to help at the children's ministry, for example. But still, some people will say, but this is not what I want, pastor. I want to preach there in front of the church. <laughs> some people, or maybe you can come to the ministry of intercession. Come to prayer meetings. But no, some people say, no, I need to do more important things. But my question is, what do you have? What do you have at home? What do you have in your life? What do you know how to do? Then, please, use what you have to serve God and start small. For example, do you have a car? Yes or no? Who here have a car? Then offer your car to give lift to people who doesn't have a car. You can help many people. Then offer your home to have a cell meeting. To have cell meeting. Offer yourself to be one cell leader because we need more leaders. Or you can offer to help us church receptionists to welcome people at the door. Look, beloved brothers, we have so many things. You can work as a deacon in the church. Or you, here we have coffee and tea, and tea team. And you can help also in our tea and coffee team. Also, we have... You, you, can, you can offer to do evangelism on the street. Normally, just one or two go to the streets because we have evangelism in this church. And sometimes, no people to go to the streets. But some people, they want to do greater things. No, start small. Maybe you know how to bake a cake. Please bake a cake for your neighbor. Then you go and preach the gospel to them. Cut your neighbor's grass and preach the gospel to them. I am doing that, my beloved brothers. I, I'm going to my neighbor's uh, area and always I'm cutting th their grass. <laughs> and then I am preparing 
the ground in order for me to preach the gospel to them. Then use what you have. It doesn't matter what you have. Use it. And God will perform a miracle from the little you offered. Can you say amen? There are people who want to preach in the church. They want to be in the front. But please, start small. Preach in your workplace. Preach in your office. Preach to your friends. Preach at school. Preach to those around you. Start small. But some people, they say, oh, I want to be in the front of the church. No, start small. Start humble. Because greater things always start small. This is how I started my Christian life. And also, you and I do not have 500,000 euros to buy a building for our church, right? I don't have any. You don't have but be faithful in the little that you have. And God will take off the miracle. And he will give us the building that we are praying, asking him. And I believe soon we're going to have a building for hundreds and thousands of people in this town. I really believe. Pay attention because your little bit can be your biggest opportunity. Okay, don't miss the opportunities that God is giving to you. Also, God asked, asked Moses, Moses, what do you have in your hand? Do you remember? This is written Exodus 4, verse 2. The Lord asked Moses, what is that you have in your hand? Moses answered, it is my walking stick. <laughs> this is the same question from Elisha, my beloved brothers. The same. What do you have at home? And God asked him, what is that you have in your hand? The same question. It's repeating the Bible. Moses replied, Lord, it's just a stick. It's my stuff. Uh, and God used what he had to do something supernatural. Yes. His, his simple walking stick or his staff opened the Red Sea because he used what he had in his hand. Can you say amen? Beloved brothers and sisters, it is our obedience to the word we have received that will produce miracles and take you to experience greater things. Hallelujah. That widow, she believed in the prophet. She went to get more empty jars. Yes, she believed. And because of her obedience, her future and the future of her children were forever changed. When you obey God, your future will be changed. Because Elisha said to her at the end, Now go, sell the olive oil, pay your debts, 
and and the better at the end. And you and your children can still live with the left. Hallelujah. Our obedience will activate the miracles of God. It is you and me who secure the miracles of God with our attitudes. Do you want to experience bigger things? Yes or not? If you want, please surrender to God. Walk in obedience. Offer to serve in the kingdom of God. Start serving with these small things. Preach the gospel to your work friends. Use what you have at home. Give value for what you have at home. Use the little you have. And please stop complaining about what you do not have and use what you have in your hands. Can you say amen? And I have a question. Are you hungry for God? Are you really hungry? Thirsty for God? I am. I am thirsty for God. And for you to experience greater things, you need to be desperate for God. Yes, we need to do as the prodigal son. He recognized his sin and said, Lord, I abandoned my house. He said to the father, I disrespected my dad, but I will return. And you know the story of that man who left his father's house. And what happened to him? <laughs> A miracle. As soon as he returned home and said, I sinned against you and against heaven. And the father gave him a golden ring, sandals, new clothes, a banquet, and a party. Beloved brothers, our attitudes activate the miracle of God. And what God did speak to you today? This is a question. What do you have that are you going to use? Because you need to start small. You need to start humble. Use the gifts that you have. Don't try to use what you do not have. Amen? Are you listening advices from your leader, from your pastors? Are you walking obedience? This is important principles. If you break it, you are not going to receive what God has prepared for you. Are you facing bad time? Are you struggling with problems? That widow had a big problem. And she obeyed the prophet. And she exercised her faith. Elisha said, go and ask for many empty jars. And today, you need to put your empty jars before the Lord. Maybe your jar is your marriage, your health. Maybe you are sick, your children, your ministry. Put your jars before the Lord and says, God, God, fill me, please. Because for you to, you 
experience greater things, you need to use your faith. Please, you have to use your faith. And you have something. And you have to surrender it to God. Remember, the miracle you have when you surrender what you have to God. What you have God used. You need to pour out what you have. Stop thinking about what you don't have and use what you have. The miracle of that widow started with what she had and finished with what she didn't have. Hallelujah. Do you need a miracle? I need a miracle. Every one of us need a miracle. Are you expecting a miracle? I am expecting. I am expecting for a new church building. I am expecting for thousands of people in this church. I am praying for more leaders, for more pastors. I am crying out. I, I, I have some needs. I need a miracle. And please, I want to pray for you. Maybe you have a, a you are expecting for a miracle. Please, let's pray. I want to pray for you. If you can, please raise up your hands. I want to pray for you. Dear Lord, first forgive us for not to use what we have, Lord. Forgive us and help us to use what we have, Lord. Lord, we, we don't want, Lord, to be like the wicked and lazy servant that he didn't use his talent, Lord. We don't want to be like him because we want to be called by you as a faithful and good servant, Lord. Lord, we want to use what we received from you, Lord. Father, use this word of today, Lord, to transform our life. Lord, pour out your fresh anointing over all my brothers and sisters. In Jesus' name, all those who are listening to me, be blessed. In Jesus' name, Lord, bring fire, revival over our lives. Father, we give you the little one that we have, Lord. But also, we bring you a lot of empty jars. Fill our lives, fill our marriage, fill our finances, fill our health, Lord. In Jesus' name, fill the jars of our lives, Lord. We want to experience greater things, Lord. And we will receive in Jesus' name. And if you believe, say amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May you make a decision today to take a step of faith to live bigger things in God. Amen? God bless you. See you next week in Jesus' name.